Life is often a delicate balance of chaos and comfort. But when you're stuck in the trenches of chaos, it's kind of hard to see anything else. And yet there are these moments, these blink and you miss them instance that tip the balance and show you what really matters in the day-to-day grind. I, said by the author, usually find like comma, I, (laughs) I usually find myself just about ready to snap like a glow stick when one of those moments gently, lovingly smacks me in the face. I can't just write a book. That is the title, folks. Illustrates just how overwhelming life can be and how overwhelmingly lovely it is if you just take a moment to readjust your focus. gentlemen i am joined by the author published author yes she's in target ladies and gentlemen Nurse <laughs> i wish i had sound effects like clapping i got made fun of for my clap, friend clap yeah. i have a dog eating a towel behind me that might be a good sound effect. a towel I have a Mastiff puppy eating a dish towel behind me. So there's your sound effect. (laughs) Um, Again, this podcast, as you guys know, is 4.0 life. So we're trying to ace life while everything is going on. Usually I have a toddler running here screaming and yelling. So your dog chewing the towel is A-OK in my book. (laughs) But we're talking about your book right now. So first and foremost, um, why? Why Why a book? Why not just write post-its all over your house? I mean, you do have a blog. But what made you say, I don't want to just be a blogger anymore. I want to be an author. When I was four, I wrote my first book. It was a page and a half and it was called The Chicken Who Couldn't Lay an Egg. (laughs) And I read it to my grandmother. My grandmother was my person. She was my spirit animal, my soulmate, whatever you want to call it. And she said, you have a gift. And she started to support me in, you know, everything I did, middle school, high school, college, she read every paper, she read every term paper, everything I had to do, no matter how long it was, she would sit there and I would read everything to her and she would like edit on the fly. I would have a pen and she would say, wait, wait, that one doesn't flow right. No, wait. And I would just go back. And she always said to me, I want you to be a writer. I think that's your thing, quote unquote. That's your passion. That's always been my passion. I love to write. I've been writing since I was four, but I never had the confidence to share it with anybody. And so I would read all my blogs to my mom and I would read them to my boyfriend, who is now my husband. And eventually one night I was sitting at the dining room table and my husband said to me, it's time. And I was like, for divorce? You've had enough? (laughs) And he was like, no, he said, you have to put it out there. He said, you have so much to offer with your story because you're so honest. And I feel like people need to hear that honesty to know that they're not alone in the world. I suffer from anxiety and depression. So does he. So it's important for us to give people that, that you're not alone. It's okay. You can get through it. There are ways, you know, there is a brighter side to, you can focus on, you can work on things. So I started scrambled eggs that night while he was sitting behind me because he wouldn't let me get out of the chair until I published it on WordPress. So I got it all done. Um, I used to be an art model for Michael Gatos, who's a DC and Marvel comics um, illustrator. 
And I reached out to him and I said, Michael, can I buy a logo from you? Would you draw some scrambled eggs? And he said, absolutely not. I'm just going to give it to you. And I hope it go, you know, I hope you go far. So he gave it to me and I put it in there and that was it. And scrambled eggs was born. And I was so blown away by the response that the blog got. I didn't even know what to do with myself, but so many people reached out and said, your life is my life. I'm going through the exact same thing, but I thought I was the only one. And I said, no, you're not. So I just kept writing as something would, you know, strike me as funny or poignant or anything in my house or within my life. I would just stop everything because as I'm sure you do this too, you just kind of go into like a, a zone where everything else falls away. And it's just, you are like Kermit in that meme at the typewriter where you're just going crazy. (laughs) So, but in the back of my head, I've always wanted to write a book. That's always been my, my dream was to see my book on a bookshelf somewhere or have somebody come up to me and ask for an autograph and say that I helped them in some way. Even when I was a little girl, it was something I knew I wanted. And eventually again, my husband one night said, it's time. And I said, no, 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 I can't, I can't do this. The blog is enough. And then the next day I got into an argument with my mother because I was complaining about my dead end office job saying, this isn't what I wanted for myself. It's not a fulfilling place to be. I'm not a stay at home mom where I can focus on my children all the time and be an amazing stay at home mom. Like all of my stay at home mom friends are, but I'm not a career mom where I'm juggling this great career with being a mom, like some of my working mom friends are doing, it felt like both of those things were incredible. But what I was doing was not what I was doing was commuting an hour each way to a job that I isn't really getting me anywhere in life. So I'm not getting the time with the kids, but I'm also not getting the career. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything that fuels my fire. And my mom said, you have to just write the book. You have to write the book. That's your path. Your path is writing you will reach people if you just write the book. And I said, as any good daughter would, I can't just write a book. I can't, what are you talking about? I've got two kids. I've got this, I work for an animal rescue. I've got this dog, you know, Pat's career is the successful one. So I always take a backseat to that. He's doing overtime and weekends and seminars. And so I have no time for this. And the next day it just hit me. I said, that's the book. (laughs) the book is about how I can't write a book. And then it just wrote itself. It was done in three months and that was it. That's insane. Yeah. I wrote it every time anything struck me. They knew my kids, my husband, they knew to get the hell out of the room because mommy (laughs) had that glazed donut look in her eyes. And I would flip out the laptop and just start writing like crazy. And in three months it was done. And I don't think I could ever do that again. (laughs) Three months. Like I don't think that's going to happen. I was going to say, that's like, that's, but see, you know, okay. So here's the thing. And I don't know if you think the same way I think, I feel like, you know, people are saying they want a second book from you. They want a second book. So do you have this fear that you're going to get stuck and not be able to produce what you produced the first time? I'm starting, I have a little bit of writer's block right now because people are coming to me. Are you working on the second book? Are you working on the second book? And I have, I have these moments that have happened that I want to write about, but it usually works best for me if I write about them right as they happen because they're fresh. Mm-hmm. Once some time has passed, it's harder for me to pull the details correctly. And I won't publish something if I don't have the details correct, because it's very important to me, the whole honesty thing. I'm, I don't want to embellish. I don't want to make up conversations that didn't happen. 
I write what I live and that's it. So I've actually lost a few chapters because I was going to write chapters about A, B, and C, mm-hmm. but they happened say three weeks ago or a month and a half ago. And I just don't have that feeling anymore. So unless I, you know, it comes back. Mm-hmm. So I have all these chapter titles, but I haven't started the second book because I, I'm still caught up in the momentum of the first one, I think, where yeah. I'm trying to, this is all new to me. I've never advertise myself. I don't like advertising myself. I have a friend who sells color street who tried to get me to sell color street nails. And I was like, I am not that. like, I'm just, I'm not good at promotion. So for me to even, you know, every time something good happens, I post it on the Instagram page because I want to share it as a thank you to the people who keep supporting me. Right. But even every time I post something, I get this, like these sweaty palms where I'm like, people think I'm just trying to sell more books. And that's not the case. I just, this is the only way that I can make a name for myself and right. thank people that are supporting me. And it's just a slippery slope. Cause I don't, this isn't me. Like I'm not the, Hey, here I am. Do this by my book. Like that's not, I would rather hide in a corner and just <laughs> watch everybody else do their thing. Well, no, I totally get it. Cause unfortunately in society today, and it's so different. Um, six years ago, I put out a book and I was so excited about it. Now I totally understand what you're saying because you can say that you like an orange, right? That's your fruit of choice. And someone will attack you and be like, well, why you don't like bananas? Why do you like an orange? Because it's round. You don't like other like shapes of fruit. And you're like, I just said I like oranges. And it's, you know, it's, you know, oh, are you being cocky, Kathy? Because you sold a book. No, I'm just honestly happy that I can do something and make it into something I love. So I totally understand it. And unfortunately, um, I hate to break it to you, but there are a lot of people right now from around the world listening to this. So um, <laughs> if you yeah, want to- If you're not telling me that would have been good. So, I went into this and I was like, I'm talking to Dina. No, Dina no. Must, I was like, let's pretend Dina has eight followers. And they've already bought my book and they know me. So, <laughs> But we have people in the, in the United States that listen to my podcast. Other locations, um, Ireland, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Russia, Nigeria, Australia, hey mate, Poland, Sweden, France, Hungary, Morocco, Belgium, Singapore, Romania, United Kingdom, and Netherlands. I am friends with a famous person. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, <laughs> definitely not. Like don't do, don't do that no, to me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I always, I always come on here. And um, years ago, when I, I took actually a couple years off from teaching, I did an online radio show, and I loved it because I, I've always loved the vlogging aspect. Like I love to blog, but the video for me was just everything. So when I started doing the podcast two years ago, the thing I loved about it is that, so we're looking at each other right now. Like, obviously you guys are listening to us in the car or wherever you are. We're looking at each other. Cause I like to have that connection, but I was like, I can honestly get on my own podcast and talk about whatever I want. And I listen, maybe there's only two people listening. I don't care. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm doing what I love to do. And it turned out to be something like epic. And I'm like, okay. So for you guys, I reached out to Kathy. Was it last year? And I was trying to get you on the podcast. I'm like, come we've on. A couple times. Yeah. We've talked a couple of times. I was like, you got the book. Well, yeah. And then when the book came out and you're like, no, I have to know how it's going to do. And I'm like, uh, it's going to do great. 
And now she has like so many sales. If you guys like, again, I said, she's on target. She's on Barnes and Noble. She's on Amazon. Um, let me see this one. I was reading this. So what someone said, they complained one, they gave her still five stars, but their only thing was because it wasn't long enough. And in her defense, um, when you write a book, it is, it's like having another kid because you go through the pregnancy stages and her pregnancy only lasted three months. So that's pretty good. <laughs> if only the real ones. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what, what is it? Like a giraffe is only pregnant for like 68 days or something crazy like that. Like that's, I had more of an elephant gestation. <laughs> I feel like it was like a year and a half for each kid. And then they finally waltzed out and we're like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And then it's another, like how many years until you're like, Oh, okay. No. Um, they dress themselves now, which is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's funny. So everyone's like, I told everyone I was one and done. And I think I told you that when we were in universal. Um, and then I had another kid. So <laughs> I read your blog about it. I read, cause I follow your blog and I read your blog and about how it's okay to be one and done. And I was like, good for her. I was like, good for her because this is her truth and she's singing it. And that, you know, I respect that because that's what I do too. I'm like, hi, I'm a big mess. And I'm going to tell you all about it. And Cause like people respect that they respect honesty. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you posted on Facebook, you're like, guess what? I'm pregnant. is going to be a big brother. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess she changed her mind about one and done, which is fine because you can do that too. Well, what happened was, um, so I, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm good. I wound up having to do genetic testing and I wound up finding out I have a variant for the BRCA gene. So what that means for me is that before I turn 40, I do have to get a hysterectomy and me, the what if queen, not loving what ifs. I was like, wait, what happens if I get a hysterectomy and then I'm 42 and I'm like, I wish I had another baby. Like, I don't like when things like happen or people tell me I can't do things because I'm like, no. Yep. So Even though I really only did want one, I'm blessed with a, you know, beautiful little girl. So I'm happy I did have her. Um, but man, shout out to every mom who has two kids. What is going on? What am I doing? Like, I can't. I think you put yourself on automatic and you, you realize that like when I, when you texted me before the screenshot of my book in Target, first of all, I thought, oh, she's so nice. She photoshopped my book into the Target website as like an inspiration for me. Like, come on, you can get there. And then I realized it was real because I went on target.com and I was like, wait, and I saw it. I said, wait a minute, that's actually there. So here's my moment that, you know, is my moment. I'm super excited. This is my, my happy book buzz. And the dogs got into a fight. No. And the kids, one came up to me crying because they were hungry. They've eaten four times since they came home from school and they're crying because they're hungry. And I said, well, dinner's in the kitchen. I made a pot of white chicken chili. It's in a pot. It's going to be too hot. And so one of them is crying because chili is hot. And God, you know, God forgive me for making hot chili. (laughs) The other one is crying because the dog stepped on her foot while he was like rolling over the other one. My father calls me, you need to take your mother to drop off her van for the oil change now. You can't wait till tomorrow. And I'm standing there going, 
I'll have my happy place in five to 10 minutes or five to 10 years. I don't know. But it like you realize once there are more of them that you have to sort of compartmentalize the night that the book went live on Amazon and my Facebook was blowing up and people were saying these amazing things that were making me cry. As I'm trying to like bask in the moment, the dog throws up a sock at my feet. I'm like- all right. Well, that like, and that's just the, you just learn to put yourself on automatic and say, okay, I'm totally outnumbered. I'm just going to roll with it. And, and in my case, use it as material for a book. Too. I was just going to say, you know, you're writing your second book right now. Like you're literally yeah. writing your second yeah. book and this is recorded. Yeah. So you can always listen back to it. I mean, I can always go back and say, okay, chapter one, the vomited sock. It was striped. It was a Tuesday. Like it was so- <laughs> Can you like, yeah, once you have- <laughs> can you take your book cover and then the new cover, you cross out the cans with a with big red X and you're right. I, I did. I did it. <laughs> I did. Hashtag I, I did last, it. My last chapter, I think I wrote something about, okay, I hate it when my mother is right or something like that. Cause she was like, you just have to write a book. And I said, I'm going to show you, I can't just write a book. And then she's so smug about it. She's like, oh, I see you sold another 50 copies. And I'm like, just, just. <laughs> Is she asking for a royalty on that? On what she, I told you so. That's something about, you know, I, me giving her some sort of credit on social media. And I said, I wrote two chapters about you and dedicated the book to you. What more do you want? She's like, well, I gave you life. Uh, This is true. This is true. We'll say this to our kids though. So you can't hold it against you. I've already said it. She used to say 36 and a half hours of hard labor. And I would roll my eyes. And I can't tell you how many times I've said to my son, 22 and a half hours of hard labor. I feel bad because, okay. So as a first time mom, and I I probably should have figured it out for the second time. I'm like, well, when, when do you start counting the hours of labor? Like when contractions start, like, I just don't know. I was like, no, it's how many hours you push for. Right. And they're like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, because I was like, well, I only pushed for like 10 minutes with my daughter. I think God. And my son, I think was only like 20 to a half hour. I just pushed for that's it. That was my daughter. My daughter three pushes and she was out. My son was like 30 minutes, but I was in labor for 22 hours. So when labor started, I had gone into labor at 35 weeks and it oh. stopped itself. And I had been having contractions for like four months labor contractions. So I was just so used to contractions that when they started the night that I went into actual labor, I was like, "Eh, whatever. It's gas. That's what I told my husband. It's gas. I ate too many cupcakes. It's gas. But then I realized I started counting them. He went to sleep because he had to work a double shift the next day. He's, um, he's a bridge engineer. So he had to be on site at three in the morning or four in the morning. And I'm starting to feel it. And he went to bed so I started playing Mario Brothers and making meatloaf. So I was making turkey meatloaf and playing Mario Brothers and eating pastina with butter and cheese. And, <laughs> and I'm counting them. And I had a little, like the notepad on your phone. Mm-hmm. I started noting every time I would have a contraction. And I made it all the way to World 7 in Mario Brothers before I was like, okay, I feel like I'm going to birth this baby right on this couch and have to name it. Mario or Luigi, we have to go to the hospital. And I woke up my husband and he said, 
don't wake me up for this. You're not actually, he goes, you've been in labor 18 times. You're not in labor. I said, I think now might be the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was from, from that first contraction to him entering the world, it was 22 and a half hours. Oh my God. And he's really lucky that he's cute. (laughs) 22 very painful, painful hours. Yeah, no, no. And if the second child was the first, I swear and promise I would be one and done because I, I am the worst pregnant woman in the world. Okay. We all know this. Um, you were so cute though. Oh my God. <laughs> you were such I'm a the, cute pregnant woman. Like it's so funny. Cause I would take selfies and then I'm like, Oh, sucks. I can't do this anymore <laughs> because I wanted to capture like cute pictures, but then I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, I'm just like <laughs> I kicked my husband out of the bed. He went to go sleep with my son. I just, I, no, no. Like, Painful. It's hard. You're yeah. creating a human. No. no one can, no one can ever say that that's easier. Expect us to smile for nine months and be like, this is fantastic. I mean, it is a beautiful, amazing thing. And I'm yes. so happy that, you know, we, we had a miscarriage before. Oh, I'm sorry. And we had a miscarriage after. So I, you know. I, my heart goes out to anybody who's trying and, and is having trouble. I, I sit here joking about how miserable I was during pregnancy, but I really understood the gift that I had yes. growing in me. But at the same time, I think it's okay for us to own the fact that it's yeah. painful. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of emotions. You're peeing every seven minutes. It's, <laughs> you know, that's not conducive to a good night's sleep, It's just not. So. No. And that's, and I'm happy you said that. And I don't know if it's because you and I are just like totally on the same page but it's okay to say how you feel. Yes. Unfortunately, you know, miscarriages and it's not easy and we are blessed that we have children, but I'm still allowed to say that it was miserable for me. Just like the next person can say, Oh, I love it. I look beautiful. No, I will say though, my hair was stunning. It was beautiful. And it was great. Horrible right now. Mine is always in a bun. But it's just like when, when people say, if you don't have kids, you don't know what it's like to be tired. So don't say you're tired. No, they're allowed to be tired, even if they don't have kids and we're allowed to be tired when we have kids or we're allowed to be well-rested with kids. It's you're allowed to do all the things and have all the emotions and be all the things. Yeah. It's okay. To be crazy. That's me. (laughs) I do it well. (laughs) So like, you know, the best part of this too, and I want you guys to understand Like, this is exactly like everything, the way you're talking, like the way you use these funny um, analogies, this is her book. Like she is her book. So when I tell you guys to go out and get this book and give it a read, it's everything that you are hearing on this episode. It's not made up. It's not fictional. Um, It's not someone just looking to like gain attention. So like, I know Kathy from school. And I remember in high school, like Kathy was the smart kid. Okay. So if we're going to label you, you were the smart kid and right. like you, <laughs> Nicole Aquilina, like Athena, Athena, you guys were the smart kids. So I wanted to always be in the smart people's classes. And I remember, God, what we were in history together and it was like history honors. 
I had a fight to get into that class because they didn't feel like I was smart enough. And I'm like, but I, I am like, I even took AP. Did you take AP bio with me? It was zero periods. Yes. That was year. the cat, right? Yes. Yes. It was. That okay. was the cat. I, I loved that. That was, <laughs> I had to leave the room because I thought I was going to throw up because you were like, do I, I'm not even going to say it on the podcast, but <laughs> I, I had to leave the room. I had to ask Mr. Lineski if I could be excused, but just you're in high school. I was a big nerd. Like I, my friends weren't, I was just a big no, nerd. You were That's the just, smart people. That's but what I, I still called am, you. but I always was, you know, looking at you and Lil and Denise and like, wow, I wish I could, you know, coordinate my outfits and do my hair and actually look presentable in public. And, you know, I, I, I think we all look up to other people. Um, Especially at that age. Prom queen. Hello. They picked me out of a hat. Craig Dadica was right. What, we we, we had a debate. I think it was in history class. Craig Dadica and I had a debate. And he said, prom queen and king should be voted on. And I said, mm. but if not, I said, picking it out of a hat allows someone like me who would never be voted prom queen to have a shot. Yeah. to be in the spotlight for five minutes. And when they picked my name out of the hat, I looked right to Craig Dadica and he smiled at me and he just started clapping. I was like, see, it's the only way that I get to be wrong queen. But it's like, you know what? It's funny because I think even today we idolize the wrong people. Like I called you the smart people because I wanted to be smart like you guys you know, and people would label as the nerds, but it's like, okay, now everybody wants to be smart today. And these are the people that we want to idolize. And it's like, then you look at like, I remember like teen movies that we used to watch the prom queen and King were like, I don't know, not doing much or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I always say like, what are your accomplishments? And, you know, like, listen, there was Denise and Lil when they did, um, when they got voted, what was that? I forgot. Remember they were on the float for like the prom homecoming. or something. Yeah, homecoming. And you know, homecoming. I was like, I I wasn't mad that I wasn't on the float because I'm like, eh, like, man, like I wanted to be, I wanted to get good grades. I wanted to get AP credits. And I just wanted to be part of, because um, I think, what was I, secretary senior year? Yeah, I wanted to be part of council. Like that was my thing. Was I like, like sad I didn't get president yes but then I was like oh my best friend Denise did so that's cool but like you know it's it's true like you say like we idolized everybody else I think you always put yourself like even now as I'm talking I remember Nicole Avelina was so cool she had like the blue streaks in her hair and she listened to the best music and she was just really really cool and Athena was so well-spoken and graceful and very proper. And to me, I was just always like that nerdy chick with the crazy frizzy hair in the cold chamber t-shirt that everybody kept asking for homework help. And that's who I was. And I just, you know, that's, that was like my role, I guess. But I think we all, even when you, when you published your book and when you were, you used to post all these yoga poses. And I know I'm trying to sing and you published your book. And that was at a point in my life where I was going through a really rough time because after my grandmother passed away in 2010 is when I started battling depression. And I started, you know, she had so many hopes and dreams for me. And I felt like I didn't really accomplish any of them while she was here. Okay. She wanted to see me get my master's in nutrition. She wanted to see me become a well-known author. She wanted to hold my 
children. She wanted, you know, and I, when she passed away, I hadn't gotten more than a semester under my belt with my grad degree in nutrition. We hadn't started trying to have a baby yet. And I hadn't done the blog because of my anxiety about it. And she passed away and I felt like, okay, I failed her in some way because I've not done any of these things and now she's not going to see them. So when you were doing all that stuff, I was really looking up to you because I, I would see you doing all this stuff. And I thought she's just going for it. Like she's, she's just like putting on those heels and marching into doors and saying, this is it. And I'm doing this. And as I, I, you know, I've always followed you and your business and your, you know, queen buzz and I would follow what you were writing and say, I can do, maybe I can do this. You know, maybe, you know, she's such, you've been such an inspiration to me. Stop. (laughs) I feel like a little toddler. Like I've watched you just like do stuff. Like you just, you're like, I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to sing. Now I'm going to do yoga. (laughs) Now I'm going to write a book. Now I'm going to start a business. Now I'm going to be a fashion. I'm like, oh my God, how is she? And I, sometimes I would be down on myself. Like here's, you know, again, Denise starting her photography business and she blogged for you for a little while, watching people, you know, Ema with her wreath business. Oh, and I saw, her, I love her stuff. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She used to make dog treats. I put her in the book as one of the people that I just- That's her? That's her. Oh, yeah. That's, I yeah. And put I was, two and two together. <laughs> that's her. I Because so many of you, I looked up to, but also thought to myself, I could never do that. I don't know how they do it because I just don't have it in me. But eventually, I think seeing all of you kind of gave me that, you know what? I'm going to try. And if I fall on my face, then they just get back up. Right. At least I can say I didn't sit in this corner watching everybody else live their lives. I have to try. But you yeah. guys were all very like, I, I, you could ask my husband, I'd say, did you see? Dina did this or Denise did that. This is so great. I'm so, these people that I grew up with are so amazing. And he'd be like, maybe so are you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to. Like, I think we always put ourselves three notches down. Yeah. We shouldn't. You should always be your biggest fan. Always. Are you a Leo? No, I'm a Gemini. Okay. Cause I'm like, that's, you know, that's a Leo in me. I just, I don't, I think I fear more in life knowing what I didn't do than what I do 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 because I'm a toddler do do um thank god my son isn't here oh why he'd be like do do he's very into bodily functions and um body parts <laughs> now he's I eight so anytime you say the word ball he loses it it's okay because I you know I teach high school kids so when you know anatomy and physiology class and it's like you have to say you know the words and they're like oh and yeah. I'm like yes that's that's your part <laughs> it's okay yeah yep. <laughs> Like we do that. This is what we do, you know, or like we're doing the digestive system. So like at the end is the anus and they're like, oh, and I'm like, no, that's, that's really what it's called. <laughs> yeah. My Why? son was studying planets and Uranus was one of the oh. planets he had to study. And I, that whole week was a wash for me because yeah. every time we tried to talk about it, he lost it. I said, you know what? You're just going to fail the test. I can't help well, Let me anymore. ask you a question. Did you get any phone calls from the school? No. All right. You succeeded. You're fine. No. <laughs> They tell me he's delightful. So, okay. What's your grandma's name? Grace. Oh, that's weird. So she's my daughter's namesake. And she's, okay. um, she was basically my everything. She was losing her, was like losing a big piece of myself. And I think it, it took me a while to get myself back. 
because she really was just the She's end your, all and be all. Your rock. She was your rock. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Even every time something good happens now, she's the first person I, I kind of look up. When, when you sent me the Target thing, I looked <laughs> up and I said, Grace, are you seeing this, Grace? Because well, I know, where, you know, wherever she is, I'm sure she's seeing it. She I heard just, you calling out to the universe about, like you said to me in the text message, Target is my place. I want Target. You, you know, you put it out in the universe. You're listening. If you're a good person and you pay it forward, I always believe you put it out in the universe. It's going to come back. At you. I mean, it, it could take time in your incidents. It what took two days, right? Was it two days? Maybe? I was just quick. I, I was really shocked and I was so excited for you. So, oh my God, he's in Target. And then I just I, jokingly said, I've been trying to crack Target forever. I yeah. don't know how. And just two days later, I, I, that's why I thought you were kidding. No. And the funny thing is, so I was putting together some notes and stuff like that, just because when I prep for the episodes, I want to have some show notes and whatever. And I want, I don't know if it just popped up today because it wasn't there two days ago. So I don't know, like, this is why I say, like, I believe in the afterlife. I believe yeah. in reincarnation. I believe my grandma Rose is in my daughter, um, you know? So I feel yeah. like you, you put it out there and the universe is like, okay, if this is what you want, we're going to give it to you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kathy, now it's given to you. So now you have to choose what you want to do with it. So that means you got to jump out of your comfort zone. And I know Pat's probably going to hear this and agree to it. You got to plug because this is where, and this is, I guess, where my PR skills come into play. If you get attention of Target, these big brand places, and they see the movement like Amazon did, then that's when they're like, hey, we're going to bring you in the store. And then it's on the shelves. And hey, we want you to come in store and sign a couple books. Or hey, would you like to just, you know, be part of our target commercial and then holding your book. Like these are the outcomes that come from it. But this is what I'm saying. Like the universe gives us so many opportunities, but we don't move on them. So now the ball's in your court. My therapist, um, shoot for the ball, you know, shoot the ball. I'm trying (laughs) my therapist who I've been seeing since 2016, she believes in putting it out there, putting it out, putting the energy out into the universe and sort of creating your reality. So she, when I first published the book, she said, all right, what's your first goal? And I said, my first goal is to sell 50 copies. She said, so visualize it. And then when I got to 50, I said a hundred. And then when I got to hundred, I said, all right, you know what? I'm good. We're done. And my kids actually said to me, you are not done. Oh. 200. We want to see 200. And I said, Ugh. I said, but everybody I know already bought it. Who else is going to buy this damn book? And then when we I reached out to my publisher at one point a couple weeks ago and he said, Oh, you're at about, I think, 250. And I went, What? Who are these people buying this book? And then all of a sudden it was, you know, so I always have this, I always have one step up in my head that I'm visualizing. I was, my next goal was to have somebody at the Montclair Book Center buy those two copies on consignment or at least buy one copy. And I got the check a couple days. I think, no, I think it actually came in on my birthday. June 1st, the check came in the mail and I stood there just staring at it because I didn't believe it. And it was negative 48 cents. That's how much I made. That was the profit, but I didn't care. And my husband poured the good whiskey and cheers to me. And he goes to negative 48 cents. And he clinked the glasses. Did you frame it? I have the check. And I was so excited that I forgot to deposit it. So (laughs) I I just deposited it yesterday, but I have the check and I I have it in a little pile of, um, I have, 
the copy that he bought that I signed for him. Okay. And I have the check and I have um, this little sticker that somebody sent me that says she believes she could. So she did. Oh. Somebody else gave me a bracelet that says, keep a bluebird in your heart. I kept it. So I have like a little corner in the dining room where when I start to get discouraged, I kind of look at everything and go, okay, no, this is happening. So my next goal, my big goal, if anybody in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is listening <laughs> and I put this in the book and they refused to carry the book and it broke my heart. But there's a place called the Midtown Scholar okay. in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And it blew me away when we visited. And it was, again, at a point in time where I had just sort of given up on myself and said, this is it. This is my life. I do nothing. I don't follow my passions. I'm on automatic. I'm going to raise these two kids. I'm going to be a good mom, obviously, a faithful wife. But my life is done. I've given up on my passions. And being in that bookstore, I just remembered how badly I wanted to be on a shelf. Mm -hmm. And so when I wrote the book, I said, my goal is to one day do a reading at the Midtown Scholar to read a chapter of my book to an audience and then do a book signing. So I called them right after I published and I said, would you be willing to take a couple copies on consignment? I'll drive them out there. And they mm -hmm. said, no, thank you. But we do buy directly if we like the book. Okay. So I emailed them and they never got back to me, but I'm hoping <laughs> that one day I will hear from them. That's my newest thing that I'm focused on, the Midtown Scholar. I did a couple of things which are insane um, and I didn't hear back, but you still do it. So I, I picked, and this is something to think about. I picked five people. Um, they could be reality stars. They could be celebrities, you know, go big or go home, right? Oprah, right. like go big or go home. Yeah. I never send it to her and I need to send it to her. So Oprah, if you're listening, but here's what you got to do. Pick five influential people, whatever they may be, send them your book figure out who their PR people are, who their managers are, send it to them. And I made it a comedy. So I said, here's a book to enjoy, or it's a coaster or a doorstop. You choose, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like, I didn't hear back from them. And I kind of was like, even if I don't hear back from them, I'm like, I'm okay with it, you yeah. know? Because like, you know, it's a bucket list. Like you said, you did something, you accomplished something in your life that, and this is, you, you're going to disagree with me, but half more than half the population could never do because it's not just a book that you did you wrote something you didn't have a ghostwriter do it you did it yourself and that's where when you say I'm a published author and you pat yourself on the back you damn well say it well because you did the whole enchilada you wrote something, it comes from the heart. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of passion to put your true life and publish it. Because I don't know about you, I'm okay being behind closed walls majority of my life, even though I'm out and about and I'm doing a podcast or whatever it is. But when you put yourself, when you sat there and you wrote your book and your mother's now saying, I told you so. Um, and your grandma's looking down at you saying, yep, told you so too. It's happening. You know, it's, it's literally happening right now and you don't have to be a New York bestseller list. You still did it. Like you did it. So instead of, I can't write a book, you did write a book. So <laughs> believe it or not, I have to remind myself every day. Wow. I really did that. And if you think, like I said, you're an Amazon Barnes and Noble. Um, I saw there was a bookstore that you were on when I was looking online. I can't remember the bookstore. Yeah. Did oh, you if not you know find that? it, text me. Um, do, do, is this the face of somebody who knew, <laughs> uh, Hartfield book company? Where are they located? 
let's see. Da, 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 da. They're in Illinois. <laughs> yep. So and you're. Oh, my publisher didn't do it because my publisher doesn't do any PR at Target, all. Target. All they do, they just take $13 of every sale. Yeah, that, you know, I get that. Um, no, I didn't know about the Hartfield Book Company. Yeah, yeah. I went to a place called Book and Puppet in Easton because okay. we love Easton. Um, and so I went there and I asked them if they'd be willing to take it on consignment. And the owner was supposed to get back to me because he wanted to, um, he was thinking about getting some local authors into the shop to do virtual readings for audiences. Right. And then if people right. bought the book online, I would sign them and he would send them out. But I never, I mean, and I'm just getting used to that now. I reached out to bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey, because they're big on local authors. They basically said no. Um, Montclair Book Center was the only store that was willing to do it. And I'm really grateful to them. But how many times? they were my first. How many times did you ask uh, bookends in Ridgewood? Once. Okay, he you're said, not done. send me a link. He said, send me a link and I'll get back to you. And that was it. I, I think I'm going to make my rounds again. Oh yeah, you had asked at least three times. Yeah, I think I'm going to make my rounds again. And then and what you say, do is But I've actually you. sold copies now. I'm in yeah. Target. <laughs> so, right. And that's what you lead with. So what I would do if I were you package really nice, your book, uh, and just say, we spoke a while ago. I know you weren't interested, but target was, so are you ready to have me in your bookstore, you know, or here or here, where can you place me in your bookstore? Just, you know, you, you, you gotta be aggressive in this world because here's the thing. You. <laughs> you got to be aggressive. This is Dina. She has something to ask you. I'll be in the car. <laughs> because you know what people forget? And it's a mom and pop shop. So sometimes, listen, they have a great, they're a huge bookstore. I totally understand what you mean. But it's your locals and it's those people that will make it more known. You need to say to him, I'm going to bring people in here to buy my book that normally wouldn't shop in here. Even if I bring you three new customers, that's three customers you didn't have that might be reoccurring. But even if it's one reoccurring customer, that's one customer you didn't have before. That's it. You know, you have to, you have to present yourself as this big packaged individual ready go. And it's okay to make yourself sound bigger than you are because you are are you're a published author that is huge i don't care what anyone says like yes being a doctor is epic right but being a published author is insane and i don't know if it's because i'm biased because i love writing but it's not just sitting down and letting things scribble out like you're pouring everything out of you and i you know like i'm a wannabe carrie bradshaw so that's you know, like that's my passion. Like that's my thing. Like you said, I wanna, I wanna do a book reading. I wanna, I wanna sit in front of a bunch of people and just read. And if there's no reaction, then I'm just gonna put my head down and walk out the back door and call it a day. When I first watched that, I had no idea who Roy Choi was. And remind, you know, mind you, my husband's a chef, and he's like, "Are you serious right now?" I'm like, "I don't know these people." Now I feel like, like you, like I'm gonna get yelled at. He's gonna be like, "How come she knows?" Like no, no, I knows. knew who Roy Choi was because of Chef Show. I didn't know before because I don't, I'm in my little insulated world. Like I don't, I, I know the chefs that I see on Food Network and that's it. Okay. But after I found out who he was, I looked into his blog. I looked into his history and he's really fascinating. Yeah. Like my husband was he saying, he'd probably he's be awesome. my person. If I could like meet somebody and have dinner with them and like talk to them about their life, it would be him.
So maybe what I can do is I can try to get Roy Choi to be on my podcast, which would be, that would be so cool. And then you could join in as a guest and we could talk to him about like how to 4.0 in life. Cause here's my thing too, like totally like sidetracking. I am trying now, like, I don't know how you do it. And maybe cause your kids are older, but I, how am I going to, even when they're older, how am I going to cook a meal with two kids running around? Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that and make it simple, easy, like one, two, three, because here's the thing. I could eat cereal all day and every day and I'm happy, like, but I can't do that for every person. So I got, I got to figure that out. Oh, okay. Find a place to, and then we get them involved. So they cook with us. So your kids are little, little now, but once they're older, yeah. like we started Vince when he was like two or three, where we'd put him on a chair Same. and he would like crack an egg or he would stir the sauce with me. And like now Pat's teaching him how to use the smoker. Like he, so he's really getting into it. And Gracie is more into baking and she'll make um, like my grandmother's recipes with me because Grace always says that she's my grandmother reincarnated. So she's like, whatever, whatever grandma Gracie did, that's what I want to do. So I'm like, all right. So she makes lasagna with me. She makes chicken parm with me. She makes, she rolled rolled her first meatballs the other day. Oh, So as they get older, they'll like, they'll get into it more and it'll be easier for you because it'll be fun for them. So you'll want to do more complicated stuff. And yeah, that fish thing you posted the other night was amazing. Wait, what did I, Oh, I think it was cod and pastina and catfish. Yeah. So my husband, like. I'm trying to working on the mom bod. So I'm trying to eat healthier. So he made, instead of like a couscous, he made pastina. I love pastina. And then, you know, he, what did he do? He was cod pastina and like some random vegetables. And I was like, I'm now because he cooks, I'm all into like plating and making it look nice. So I remember a vegetable couscous I had a year ago. I wish I I should have taken my cookie cutters out because he used to like stack it. But then I didn't have like tall cookie cutters. You know what I mean? Like when you, they make that mold. So I was like, all yes. right, I'm going to put down the, the pastina and sprinkle this and do that. And I was just like, I mean, I messed it up immediately because I like housed it down, but it was so good <laughs> because my kids started it crying. Really good. It was so good. No, it looks, it looked really good. We plate stuff to take a picture and then we just wolf it down. Yeah. yeah. Pat, Pat loves it. He's not a chef, but he loves to cook. And okay. I taught him how to cook early on in our relationship. And then he just took it and ran. And he was like, yeah, it's my, it's like his stress relief. He finds recipes and he goes out and buys all the ingredients. And he like, I'll be sitting in the living room and he's like coming in with spoons every five minutes. What about this? Do you think it needs that? What do you think? What do you think? And he's a really good cook. And I've gone up a pant size because it's his fault. And I said, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy. He makes really good food. I exercise. (laughs) I eat healthy whatever. I've gone up a pant size. It is. I've gone up a pant size. And I was like, cause I keep seeing everybody's like hot summer bod program no. where they're doing this, that. And I'm like, I just want to be healthy. Like, I just want to yeah. be healthy at whatever size I'm at. You know, I just want to feel energetic and good. And, and I want to eat all his food because he makes really good food. And that's why your marriage works. So, you know, people who are yes. listening, that's how you, you make it. Happy wife, happy life doesn't have to always be gifts and money. Food is no clutch. food is the way to my heart. Yeah, I think he's yeah. making tonight. What are we having? I love tofu. I love tofu. People are like, oh, it's disgusting. I'm like, because you're not cooking it right. You know, you're just putting yeah, you're it, not using it. Get right. a season, yeah. whatever. So we have tofu tacos, but I like with like an avocado, but I like mash it so it's like a cream based. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Do you, did you do you do um, tofu regatta? No, what? 
So I take, yeah, I take extra firm tofu, drain it, mm-hmm. and then you crumble it up okay. and you add a little bit of apple cider vinegar, sometimes a little bit of honey too, just a, like teeny tiny bits, just to give it a little bit of a flavor. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. I just sprinkle it in my lasagna because we're, we're allergic to dairy. Everybody in my house is allergic to dairy. That's crazy. So yeah. So for me, ricotta is more of a texture than a flavor. Okay. So the tofu makes a really believable ricotta for lasagna because it heats up and it gets that melty like consistency and I've served it to people they couldn't tell the difference so what you're saying is even though you're allergic to things you could still eat food (laughs) yes we still eat lots of food people are always shocked they're like because we're we're all allergic to dairy my husband's allergic to gluten and I have a little bit of a gluten sensitivity so I eat gluten-free as well and people are like you post all this food on your food blog that looks amazing, but that can't be. And I'm like, yeah, no, it really is dairy-free and gluten-free. Like there's so many workarounds now mm-hmm. that you could really like. Are you on TikTok? Out. We're not. Oh, he's on TikTok. I'm not. He keeps showing me dog videos on TikTok. <laughs> but no, you should be because I'll tell you the trendiest and the popular accounts are, the popular accounts are like mom's going from postpartum into like working out fit. And then the other is how to take food items, whether they're easy, I call them easy eats or like people who are allergic and how to create something epic. And it's like, you know, they'll show like, you remember early on, I think it was um, an Instagram when you would like film like the, the, like everything ingredients and then you'd show chopping something and then you would show it, putting it in the pan, oh, like yeah. the hand. So that's what's going yeah. on in TikTok right now. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, we were doing that on Instagram years ago, but you know, it's not as like, here's the hand pouring. The <laughs> <in> the <thing." laughs> I did it. I admit, like I was that person. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oopsie. That's always yeah. been our mind and Pat's thing. We want to be brutally honest because we think for us, it's a problem. What we see on social media our life is perfect. My body's perfect. Our house is beautiful. We go yeah. to the Bahamas every year. Like what people put out there, the rest of us are looking at it going, wow, I'm doing everything wrong mm-hmm. because that's not my life. When the reality is most people's lives are, there's a leaky faucet. There's, you know, there's something, your jeans don't fit. The kid has an allergy, but like, there's always something going on. And we, we kind of felt like there needed to be somebody to own that, mm-hmm. to say, my life is a mess and I'm going to share it with you to make you feel a little bit comforted that all of our lives are a happy mess, comforting right. chaos. That's what I named scrambled eggs, comforting chaos, because when you're making eggs, it's a big gigantic mess when you're making them, but when they're done, it's a fluffy pile of happy little comforting goodness. Really? Because so mine are miserable. <laughs> I don't know. What you, <laughs> I don't know what you're putting in yours, but mine suck. Okay. I'm going to whip can't. the hell out of them. What do you mean? The hell out of them. Oh, like when you're, when yeah. you, before okay. I cook them, I don't put anything in them. I just whip them to like a froth. Oh, and I just put a little bit of, um, vegan butter in the pan and I just dump the eggs in and I season them as I'm cooking them. And when they're done, they're nice and fluffy. Mine stink. I, and I tried, like, I love eggs. Um, my husband got me to love, um, oh God, what is the, I can't think right now. When you like, you drop the egg in slowly and you just slowly stir it. So it comes out. It looks like it has like a little white blanket over it. <laughs> what is Ricotta? it? Called? No, no, no. The egg, like, <laughs> so you, not hard boiled. Like, oh my God. A white blanket. I'm yeah. trying to, I'm like, what? 
like you do slowly so you crack the egg and you slowly put it into the boiling water and you stir it slowly oh, poach poach <laughs> white blanket like a little white blanket from now on when i make a poached egg i'm gonna say this is an egg in a white blanket doesn't it look like it does like a little sleeping bag <laughs> so that's i like well, my those. grandmother used to call the egg in the bread eggs in a basket i guess oh yeah 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 he called it fucking egg toast and that oh. was always what we thought it was and i didn't know that there was any other name until at her <laughs> wake some guy showed up at her wake and he said that he was her first tenant oh. when she and my grandfather bought their first house back in the 50s and he was fresh out of the navy and he said in the navy on the ship that's what they called it fucking egg toast so he told her that and that's where she got it from why do they because whenever it i say fucking egg toast i'm like what is that even that doesn't even make sense it doesn't mean anything eggs fucking. in a basket makes sense but yeah. yeah fucking i don't get it fucking egg toast so now i have okay. eggs covered in blankets and bucking egg toast or sleeping so bag make... whatever you want to call it grace do you want um eggs in a sleeping bag okay i'll make that this morning for you. <laughs> She's like, eggs. like what are you talking about He's used to me. <laughs> um, my mom's going to listen to this and get mad, but he is absolutely my biggest supporter. supporter. And he, you know, when I, I left my career so that he could pursue his mm-hmm. and he was, he always said to me, one day it'll be your turn. Uh-huh. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, this is, you know, only one of us could keep our career when we had Vince because I was in marketing. So that was long hours and it was yeah. very demanding and it was very thankless the job that I was in it was very you were always getting yelled at everything was due yesterday and even though I enjoyed the creativity of it and I and I it enabled me to do some writing mm-hmm. I just didn't love it and we wanted one of us to be available for Halloween parades and soccer games and you know morning breakfast for Mother's Day with mommy you know I one of us right. had to be available so we sat down one night when Vince was couple months old we sat this was one of those moments that you never forget we sat down in our one bedroom apartment in Garfield with all of our bills in between us and we had $150,000 in debt and nothing to our name and a brand new baby because we had over $100,000 in student loan debt and then the rest was medical bills because we had bad insurance when he was born and, and emergencies and so we sat there with all this debt and he wasn't done with college yet. So he wasn't making good money. And we held each other's hands and we cried together. And we decided that I would be the one to give up my career so that we could focus on his. And he promised me that night, one day it will be your turn. And I said, yeah, okay. And I dismissed it, but all through him getting his associate's degree, graduating from NJIT, getting the promotion, getting the new job, being, you know, I watched him climb up the ladder while, you know, I would be sitting at my desk and somebody would come up to me and say, can you staple this please? But make it diagonal and not up and down or side to side. Can you do that? I would go into the bathroom at work and I would sob because I knew that I had something else to give Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted it. You know, my job said that I could start a blog for outreach at work. I wrote seven articles. I put my heart and soul into them. I presented them and they said, we're just not ready for something like that. And they shelved it and I never heard from them again. And it was just, I kept watching Pat think, 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 think. And I was like, 
okay, I guess this is, you know, it. And he just kept saying, no, your time is coming. Your time is coming. And then when it finally happened and I published the book, he, again, we sat at our dining room table without $150,000 in debt. And we like teared up together again. And he said, I promised you, didn't I? And I said, yeah, you did. You promised me. And so he's my guys. He's my biggest cheerleader, my biggest support. High school sweethearts turn, you know, lovers. Oh my God. You got, how long are you guys together? 22 years. Oh my God. And he hasn't, he hasn't run screaming yet. So (laughs) But like, think about it. They put you, they shelved you at work and now you're shelving yourself. You're putting your book (laughs) out there. So like, it's, it's, it's like I said, you put it out in the universe and it's coming back. And I don't mean to knock them. My job is great. My boss is phenomenal. I love the people I work with, but it's not where my heart is. Yeah. But, but it he, is a good, yeah. Listen, it's you're supposed to be. But, but that's it. You're, you're multitasking. And, right. and here's what I need everyone to listen to because I say this all the time. She's going to continue this book journey, right? She's going to work on the book. She's going to get it out there. She's going to do really well. But she's still working to make this happen. You know, she's not sitting there with stars in her head saying, I'm going to be super famous overnight. Like you get it. And that's what's important. And that's where the humble folk succeed in life because they understand the process. They understand how it's supposed to work, what you're supposed to do. And I, you know, like I said, you gotta just walk into that bookstore. Like don't even mail it. Walk into that bookstore here. This is for you. This is a gift from me to you. I'm in target but I would like to be here. And listen, if he says no, then you walk out and you come back a month later. I'm back, you know, (laughs) here I am. And again, the whole thing, you have all these fans, you have all these followers, you have all these reviews online. Those are all clients, customers for these mom and pops. And, you know, the only way mom and pops succeed is from, you know, regular folk like us. Local vendors. Yeah, we like those like, vintage antique pieces that they have we love the smell of old books you know unfortunately the new generation do love the smell of old yes, books yes Ugh. well you you know if you go i like to go outside and rub my book in dirt and then it gets old smelling um i'm totally kidding i don't do that <laughs> but like you know like i'm talking so much about your book because i enjoyed your book i i did cry you know i'm a, i don't know if it was hormones maybe mom hormones um but i cried everything but I think, it, so. I think it, I think it, I think it was because I could feel the passion that you put into the book. And I don't know if that's a writer thing, like you get the person and you understand, or because I know you, but I didn't know about everything that you were going through. Like, you know, it's not like we were in high school yesterday. There's right. so much in your life that you've been through that I don't know about. And then when you read it, you're like, I, I wouldn't have known that, you know, like, I, okay. Like, you can function and you can make things happen. And yeah, you can make great food. Like I learned today using tofu and calling it and putting it in lasagna. Like I'm learning things. I'll send you that recipe. <laughs> yeah, because because um, my mother-in-law is gluten-free and she's also uh, lactose-free. Okay. So she'll appreciate that one. Oh okay. yeah, there's tons of, tons of little tips and tricks you can use. And I got to do the, the egg thing. <laughs> got to do the egg thing. Got to do the egg thing. Oh, I didn't ask you, is your Instagram public or is it private? No, okay. it should be. It's public. It's at Ginger Vonk. 
Okay. Cause see what's, what we do here is we, you know, we, we want everyone on 4.0 in life from around the world. Remember listening in, we want them to follow you. We want them to get all the tidbits. So guys jump on the Instagram. I'm going to put the Instagram ginger vonk, right? Yes. At ginger vonk. At ginger vonk. I'm going to put it in the show notes. so You guys can follow. I'm going to put the link. I always revert back to Amazon for your books, but I'll post all the links for our target friends, our target friends, ladies and gentlemen. I do need a review. I don't have any target reviews. I'm going to make my husband buy another copy so he can write a review (laughs) for target. Well, listen, there are plenty of target lovers. So what I would do is when you post, did you put um, target in your hashtag? for your uh, post. Okay. So people who shop at target are now going to see that. So see you're on the social media waves. You're doing it. Correct. Um, guys starting to figure it out. It's fine. It takes time. Make sure you guys check out her Instagram page again at ginger Vonk. check out the book. It is like I said, on Amazon Barnes and Noble. Um, we do hope and expect a second book. I'm not rushing you on it because I do know it takes time. It's a process. Um, reviews are our favorite friend. Um, she does have a blog. What is the blog name again? I'm sorry. Um, scrambled eggs.com. Um, yeah, well, it used to be, I used to do it on WordPress, but okay. now I just post my stuff directly to my Facebook page. So the, the okay. Facebook page is scrambled eggs. Oh, that's fine. And, um, and I just post everything. I, I found it was easier for people than having to log into WordPress and get the blog. So I gotcha. just, everything goes right on the Facebook page. I haven't figured out how to link it to Instagram because I'm not that savvy, but that's why I have two separate entities. I have the Instagram, I have the Facebook. But it's fine because with Facebook, you can at least see your insights. So you can see, you know, all of your stats every week, you know, how it's doing. So it's fine. You don't need WordPress. You've got Facebook. But guys, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for your book to continue growing. It is going to continue growing. Keep putting down the universe. Again, check the show notes, guys, it's for her Instagram follow. Check out the book, buy the book, always rate and review. This is what keeps these local authors going. And um, maybe when we find out when your book reading is going to happen, uh, I'll have to have you come back on. And what we could also do is if you feel comfortable, maybe you can do a chapter read on the podcast so people Absolutely. can get a, like, a little snippet. Um, but you got to sure. do the middle of the book. You can't, you can't. Teach. Oh yeah, of course. You got to do the middle. The middle. Of, well, what I did when I first started plugging the book was I took pictures of random pages oh. and I would post it and people, and it, actually it, re, it resonated with some people where um, I posted a page about how, um, when I, when my husband comes home from work, I often look like a rabid raccoon in holiday themed pajama pants. And I saw that one. I posted it and one woman saw it and said, oh my God, I'm the rabid raccoon. And then like six other women on her page said, but I'm a rabid raccoon too. And then they all bought the book. And I was like, yeah, rabid raccoons. So you probably, maybe should make some like t-shirts that say, you know, rabid raccoon. (laughs) And then you put, you put your, your book title on the back of your shirt and maybe they'll get it. It's pay. It could work. It could work. I'll Why have not? a club. Yeah. I'll, I'll join the club. club. I'll join the club. I Rabbit vinyl raccoons. too. So I could do your vinyling work if you want. I vinyl. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. See, rabid raccoons Done. in seasonally appropriate palazzo pants. <laughs> I can't. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. 
Guys, I am so excited again. Check out the book. Check out the Instagram. Again, that's where you can follow her. You can find out all the details. Maybe she'll let us know about a reading. If not, I'll have to get her back on here to do a reading soon. And yeah, you guys can check me out every Sunday, 12 noon here for Puno in Life. Otherwise, check out Ginger Vonk. We love those redheads. Thank you. Thanks for being <laughs> on here. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. Again, follow Ginger Vonk on Instagram. That is at G-I-N-G-E-R-V-O-N-K. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, guys.